Hey, welcome to the Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Well, here we are at the end of our Tending the Garden series. How are you doing, Mitch? I'm doing well. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Asking. It's uh, kind of, uh, yeah, weird, as you said on Sunday, that we are, we're finished this entire sort of growth mm. overarching series of the mm. year. It's um, what's, what's been sort of your like highlight as you look back over mm. the entire sort of tending the or prepping the soil, yeah. tending the garden, pruning the branches. Mm. I've missed one along the way there. But yeah, well, no, I'm I found sure um, actually pruning, the first pruning um, message from John 15. No, that one just really stood out because mm. it's just such a great passage. Uh, mm. I'm the, mine and my father is the gardener, mm. the fruit that he just prunes out. Mm. Yeah, that one just sort of sticks there. Um, the one on baptism, mm. I, I found that more of a interesting because people were like, "Whoa, I've never heard baptism like that." And mm. Yeah, just processing that was yeah fun. So they're probably the two that I just yeah stand out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. I mean, look, I th- I definitely likewise think that like pruning series. I think that mm. yeah, it was very uh, yeah. I think just helpful to just genuinely reflect on mm. what are some things that need to be cut out <laughs> mm. uh, while some things that need to be thrown away. And also, yeah, what does it truly look like to be like grafted into Jesus? Mm. <laughs> um, I was listening to something the other day. They were talking about um, how Jesus says, like, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Yeah. And how like people put the emphasis on the obey. And it's like, no, like, uh, obedience is the fruit. <laughs> mm. Like, it's it's if you love me. Like, yeah. that's what we're called to do. We're called to love yeah. Jesus and so, everything else will flow out. It's a pretty famous clip, but it's the sports chaplaincy training. They played that video from Francis Chan. Mm. Where it's like, you know, I think the sermon's called Simon Says, Jesus Says. Yeah, you know, sure. that whole, if I tell my daughter and I go clean a room and she comes back and says, yeah, we studied what you did in Greek and Hebrew. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah didn't actually do it. Yeah. Like that's totally. Yeah, that's the core of it. Yeah. Love. No, absolutely. It's Which, a new commandment. It's a new commandment I give to you. Yeah. Love one another as I have loved you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sometimes stupidly simple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's often the simple things that are the hardest. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. So we kind of, um, yeah, r- wrapped up with the outcome of bearing fruit. Yeah. Um, and you sort of asked the question, what's the point of living a spiritual life? Yeah. Which I think is a very honest question. Mm. I think that, um, yeah, the reality is that... You know, we we sort of know it in our head, but sometimes it's like, but but why? Like, mm. what is the actual point of yeah. all of this? Um, and I like the way that you sort of tied it all in um, ultimately to Galatians five, which we'll get to in a bit. Yep. But I first kind of want to look at um, this illustration that you brought up of the U version two point yes. Jim, <laughs> yes, uh, which I'm sure Craig Groeschel and Life Church would be suing the pants <laughs> off of if yes. they knew they're still in the U version. Um, but this idea that ultimately there's something wrong with you. Mm. Um, it's a really interesting thing because just last week we were kind of talking about this idea of in a modern culture, 
maybe this idea that we are sinful and broken mm. from a secular point of view um, isn't actually the, the overarching cultural yeah. understanding. How do you think that ties into this idea? Because I do think that they are both true. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so the idea, I guess, for version 2.0 up next door in Dural is mm. that, well, you at this point in your life, you may be overweight, out of shape. So let's we're going to make you a better version mm-hmm. of yourself. And there's a reason why the sport and fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry is mm. because people recognize the importance of physical health mm. and... Yeah, on the whole, you know, people who get into the gym do it because they recognise that, yeah, I don't want my arteries being clogged up and mm. have a heart attack early. They want to be fit mm. and healthy. Mm. And so, yeah, it is, it is interesting. From a physical point of view, recognise there's something wrong, but spiritually, mm. we don't. Mm. And atonement, yeah, yeah, theory, theology is... Yeah. wouldn't work well like you're a sinner you need jesus but yeah hey you're fat yes i am i need to lose weight that yeah. works wonders so. totally mm. yeah I, I see it like as something which is really fascinating because mm. you know we see a culture that so readily like it's so normalized now to get you know um fillers like in your lips and cheeks and nose jobs and you know plastic surgery and i think that there is a huge um proportion of people who go to the gym that um at least a, a large part of the sort of inspiration to go is to be more aesthetically Mm. attractive right more sort of you know physically attractive um so yeah it's like kind of fascinating that i don't think that many people would have any struggle with seeing things in their physical appearance Mm. that are flawed and wrong but suddenly when you sort of like turn that microscope inward Mm. um they're like no i'm perfect on the inside or, or definitely you know not not a, not in any way near as flawed as mm. I am on the outside, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, points towards maybe our what our focus is in a secular uh, age. Yeah, in um, what's the, what's the name of the book? Counterfeit Gods. Keller talks about how yeah, okay, maybe we don't worship like Baal or any of those gods, mm. but he, he uses the analogy of the gym being like a temple mm. and the rituals that people follow. Like it's like if you worship your physical self like in a way entering into that gym space becomes like your religion your temple with your mm. idols and your priests and your different yeah yeah icons to represent yeah. that and yeah yeah i think of some of the fitness movements like crossfit mm. someone's like a bit of a cult some would say mm. yeah yeah yeah, so yeah yeah it's yeah. interesting how that yeah yeah i feel like if it was just about physical health they wouldn't line all of the walls with mirrors Mm, yes <laughs> I feel like there's something to that maybe <laughs> it's yes. maybe not just about the physical no. but ultimately you kind of tied it into a spiritual idea mm. um, that there is likewise this desire I think for Christians mm. uh, and I think for a lot of people who are secular um, really to improve themselves also spiritually mm. that there feels like there's this sort of you know yeah. this lack of or this need to continue to improve yeah. um, and I love this idea that you said um, that the spirit makes us fully human, Mm. Um, that the whole point of spiritual disciplines is to make ourselves better and the secret to being an image bearer is the Holy Mm. Spirit. Could you like speak a bit more on how the spirit Mm. and being filled with the spirit um, is so um, pivotal to us being fully Mm. human? So to jump back in, I've got to go to creation Mm. and I got up on stage and kind of reenacted yeah. you know god forming adam from the dust yeah. and that's the the nepesh the life breath that's mm. what makes us human in the old testament the hebrew mind 
Yeah, we have a kind of a trichotomy. We see mind, spirit, body. Mm. For the Hebrews, it was just spirit and body. Mm-hmm. To be a human, you are filled with yeah, God's breath within mm. you. Take mm. that breath out, you're no longer human. Mm. And so obviously, as image bearers of God, that we still have that image, but it's been corrupted. Mm-hmm. And the spirit helps us to reflect Jesus more and more with the intention to use that language of the fulfill the call of Adam mm. to be rulers and subduers yeah. over this earth. Yeah, yeah. So the closer we are to God, the more filled with his spirit, we reflect God's character more and more mm. and thus yeah, fulfill the purposes that God intended for us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In many ways that was the Torah gets a lot of yeah bad rap for being legalistic but at the end of the day it was about revealing god's heart mm. like okay the the many of the psalmists would praise that like hey like you know what other nations understand their god like we do we have all this detail mm. and that was the idea was by following this you were rev- in a way mirroring yahweh's characteristics mm. and so for us who have jesus by us being filled with the spirit we are yeah, mirroring Jesus, becoming mm. we use that image all the time, Christ-like, yeah, becoming yeah, yeah. more and more Christ-like, and yeah. that's what the Spirit's role is. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it's interesting how I've noticed that oftentimes um, salvation is linked in with creation. And I said that about the Spirit, but like you look at the creation of the world, mm. formless and dark, mm. God's Spirit's hovering, let there be light, and then so forth. It's mm. the prophetic hope that the Spirit would come and restore the broken wilderness into a lush fertile plain mm. even um yeah the new heavens and new earth like but the spirit coming as rain mm. rain in a thirsty place mm. and so it's starting humans being fully restored creation being fully restored it's mm. wrapped in around mm. the spirit so mm. there's that idea there is that by developing our spiritual disciplines our spiritual fruit by being more filled with the spirit we are thus living God intended us to be. Yeah. Would you be able to, on the other side of that, unpack what it then looks like when we are are empty of the mm. Spirit or even have yeah. not welcomed the Spirit into mm. our lives? How does that make us less human? Yeah. So in the times in my life where I've been spiritually dry, and we all go through those seasons, yeah. it's about you know, putting up other idols instead of God, uh, putting up other lordship rather than Jesus. Mm. And yeah, you, you see people who live happy, fulfilled lives without God's Spirit, but there's always something kind of lacking. Mm. There's, there's a depth that's missing. Mm. And we are saying before we recorded just um, going to secular weddings. Mm. And the basis of the marriage, it's like, oh, love. And it's like, okay, what happens when that love evaporates? <laughs> there's yeah. not much, there's no foundations. And so, yeah. yeah but I think too, it's interesting. The Book of Ecclesiastes says how God's put eternity on people's hearts. Mm. I think people are striving to find that hole, and yeah, even if someone says they, you know, I oh, um yeah, don't need God, I don't need religion. Mm. There's always a hole there that you're seeking to fill, mm. a vacuum that's not there. And yeah, worshiping God isn't. I think a lot of people have this image of just an eternal church service. Like the book of Revelation. Uh, I remember one of my youth kids years ago says, I don't really want to go to heaven. Mm. It's like, why not? He goes, oh, it just seems boring. I just think of a church service. Like, 
Mm. Uh, That's not what Mm. Revelation is describing. Like, actually, then you have New Earth having this work. It's not just perpetual church service. It's actual, like, (laughs) service. Like, can you see that? Like, them serving around the Lamb, around the throne. and Bit of an indictment on both our ecclesiology and eschatology. Yeah, (laughs) it is, actually. And, yeah, the idea of worship, like, and that's what I love about the Old Testament is it was set in a society where people were working and so like even like you're yeah, not mixing two grains or wearing two different types of clothes for us it's like oh that's really weird why yeah. would they do that but it actually was pointing to God's oneness mm. like oh Yahweh is one therefore I wear the same type of material on my yeah. clothing oh Yahweh is one I don't mix two seeds together to remember mm. Yahweh is one and so yeah, your life becomes your worship. We were spoken about this before, that dualism. Mm. Oh, I'm a Sunday. On Sunday is God's time and the other six days are just... But he, do, he does, either doesn't care about it or... Mm. And it's actually like, no, no, a life is mixed in. And so, mm. yeah, being dry that way, sense is... Yeah, I think to Christians, like you know this, there's a Christian who kind of get dry spiritually. You, you can survive, but it's something's missing mm. you will feel unfulfilled you will feel more frustrated there will be just things I, I get this sense just well I've been dry just keep going wrong mm. but when you feel a spirit things can sort of go wrong in your life and you have a peace you're like oh mm. like I, did, I didn't get angry about that I didn't like yeah. lose my temper there's a yeah. there's something over you like supernatural yeah. and yeah. I did say this in a podcast months and months ago finding God in that Apple store, like li- mm. leaning in line and going, okay, this is a great test for like my character here, mm. not to like get cranky at yeah. <laughs> Apple assistants that have forgotten me and made me stand here for 45 minutes, but to see it as a, a discipline mm. in yeah, patience. Mm. Not that, you know, I think I'm a super spiritual person, but that's mm. how someone with the spirit, filled with the spirit, can see things through God's eyes mm. and being about the spirit is mm. you don't see those things as like almost like micro tests like when jesus says in the lord's prayer you know lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one that's sense of things like that like life is not just sunshine and roses there are huge tests we face but also just on a micro scale yeah someone you know at the traffic light doesn't drive off straight away Mm. what's your immediate response (laughs) just a short (laughs) polite to (laughs) just to inform (laughs) (laughs) but yeah totally Mm. yeah 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 no and like i think that that's the thing isn't it i think it's that ultimately um yeah when we are not having that river of living water flow through us then Mm. our spiritual fruit is going to dry up Mm. (laughs) right um and i i think that there was a really sort of interesting point that you made about um and it's something that we've spoken about before, but I'd love to kind of unpack it a little bit about this idea of then spiritual discipline to mm. be coming into, you know, being filled with the spirit um, is a bit like training up for a marathon. Mm. And you sort of, you know, made the analogy that I think anybody could very clearly see that mm. you're an idiot to just not train at all and mm. just go, I'm going to run a marathon next Thursday. And it's like, well, that's going to end in disaster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, often when it kind of comes to spiritual discipline, we can take that mentality mm. of like, oh, okay, I haven't been doing great lately in my spiritual discipline. I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. Mm. Um, 
how um, can we ensure that we can train up for spiritual mm, marathons? Yeah, great question. So I kind of use the analogy of having the, the macro goal for us as Christians mm-hmm. is the resurrection, new heavens, new earth, eternity with Jesus. So that's kind of the end goal. But having those little micro goals along the way of, and look, it's spirituality. See, so you don't really quantify it. But, mm. And like all analogies, it falls apart. But sure. that idea being, okay, let's take those nine virtues that Paul gives mm-hmm. us, those fruits of the spirits. How are we developing they could take a lifetime of developing sure. that, but just sure. developing your self-control, your love, joy, mm. peace, kindness, mm. all that. And mm. and that would be, yeah, some of the, the, I guess, steps that you could take is like, well, you know, how am I with loving people? Yeah. How am I with my patience? Yeah. With my, my forbearance? And mm. yeah, exploring that. And I see it like that whole, we talk about we're progressively being sanctified. And mm. that's part of it is that, yeah, for some, you hear it occasionally, some people who were like, before Jesus, I was an alcoholic, yada, 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 and mm. I came to faith and I never drunk again. Yeah, which happens. Which happens. But for yeah. some people, they don't, and it's a struggle. You, Some sins will, yeah, sort of, oh my, I don't know, magically vanish. Others, mm. it's this mm. huge wrestle. Yeah. And yeah, it's just part of it is like looking at, those nine fruits of the spirit and saying, well, how is that being reflected? Yeah. In my life? Or another analogy I've heard is we all have rooms. And perhaps there are some rooms we're happy for God to be in, and there's other rooms like, no, no, that's my secret room mm. that he's not allowed in mm. there. And yeah. And so, yeah, looking at that sort of analogy of training is like, okay, well, the end goal is to be with Jesus for eternity. Obviously, we're never going to be perfect on mm-hmm. this side of eternity, but striving for that is a snapshot a taste mm. that's what paul that's what is interesting about romans 8 yeah we have the first fruits of the spirit it's an odd expression because like you're flipping the idea of first fruits which is what we give to god god's given us the first fruits this taster of the spirit and the more we're aware of the spirit within us there's this groaning we see creation groaning mm. Uh, yeah, with every volcanic eruption or earthquake, or even just weeds growing up, there's this mm. groaning, so to speak, mm. that it's like, uh, something's not right, we need to change it. And then mm. we become aware of that something's not right. You, Yeah, I once heard someone say, I prayed, Lord, that I'd have your heart for the world. And I said, and suddenly I would watch the news with more spiritual eyes. It wasn't just factual. It was like, oh, mm. this is a snapshot, like, of the brokenness mm. of this world. And it, he was just saying it made him a lot more upset about the mm. state of the world mm. by having that. And as I say it, part of that groaning, it's like, oh, like you hear about things in the Ukraine or mm. you know, natural disasters and it's like, oh, this is terrible. There's a, mm. We recognise this as something broken, flawed, mm. or even just the human body itself. Um, mm. we, we, we seem young to many of our congregation, but I've noticed when I hit my 30s, things just... Mm. I just started to notice. I was like, yeah. oh, when I was 21, uh, I could run. I didn't mm. need to stretch. Didn't know. I just could just go. Mm. And I hit my 30s. I'm like, oh, I've got to be a lot more careful. Mm. And like, there's this, yeah, like even that, just there's a groaning within my body of like, mm. getting older. Yeah. This isn't like, yeah, how it should be. We're not <laughs> meant to be like this. We're meant For to be sure. eating from the tree, yeah, the yeah. tree of life, and yeah. not be experiencing pain. Yeah. So I think like with this idea of, um, I suppose training up for something and continuing to find um, disciplines and, and opportunities to grow in that. 
Mm. Um, I'm, I'm always a little bit wary of, um, I suppose, it, it even comes back to you know what we were saying earlier, this idea of you obey Jesus' commands because you love him, you mm. bear this fruit because you are filled with the Spirit. Um, I think that there can be a danger to start striving to bear fruit of the Spirit through your own mm. power, through yeah. your own strength, through your own mind. Um, so it's kind of one of those tricky things like, um, you know, if we're to look at the, the classic passage um, of Galatians 5, mm. uh, 22 to 23, you know, the, the love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, yeah. goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm. Say for me, if I am convicted that I don't have enough love in my mm. life, um, what, what 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 do I actually do? Yeah, like I'm I'm probably I mean maybe like mm. the marathon example of that mm. is I'm probably not going to open up an orphanage tomorrow. Mm. Um, but yeah, like what? Yeah, how do we do that? So like for example, there's actually um a course that we're taking our our youth kids through at the moment called mm. the character course. Um, and each week it's not um, explicitly the sort of nine characteristics of Galatians 5 um, but it, some of them are you know you have love um, you have well persistence is kind of one of them yeah. I, I guess in a way um, but it's this idea of there's then these activities these exercises that they encourage you to do each week depending on what the characteristic is mm-hmm. so for love it's about how can you um, think of somebody like is there somebody that comes to mind in your life um, that you can pray for mm. you know to pray you know the classic numbers six like the Lord bless mm. you and keep you and praying that over somebody in your own time to try and grow in that love mm. Um, there's obviously like again that balance like you're not mm. going to bear the fruit of love purely through your own striving mm. because you're you're relying on your own strength I think it's about that holistic idea of saying hey Holy Spirit I can't do this without you like Jesus mm. I can't do this without your example um, but yeah I suppose those little intentional exercises of saying hey like say if love was the thing I wanted to grow in more and bear more fruit in that um yeah tr- trying to find ways in to um really um see that flourish and cultivate that um yeah I-, I think it's a hard balance do you think that there is a place for intentional exercises and um yeah i, I suppose yeah. strategies to to we'll, see those things flourish well with? that was what i was going to suggest say we love is to start with well starting it's easy when you got kids well, not easy, but it's a good place to start, like the home, like how much am I showing love at mm. the home and like what can be, depending on the season of life, very trying times when you've got kids that are mm. small and cantankerous mm. or just different co-workers, like how do you show love to someone that you just find mm. very difficult and mm. people who just rub us the wrong way mm. and that's a great place to start. Even something as super simple as just praying for your enemies. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus calls us to do. Mm. And I was actually reminded when you were talking about that, uh, there was a lady, when we were living in Chester, there was a lady who had a, she had a mental health issue and yeah, it, where we lived at Chester Hill was quite a busy street and one day we were driving the car out and she nearly, it was kind of her fault, but she nearly crashed into our car. Mm-hmm. And then every, every time she went past the house, she would swear at us, like night or day. Anyway, and Rachel got so sick of it. And I just said, oh, yeah, let's just pray for her. And it's interesting, she just sort of stopped. Well, I started praying for her and that's yeah one of those real 
I guess examples of someone that was just really, really like annoying. Mm. <laughs> like it was annoying every time. Like you just hear this effing because that was what she did every time. Yeah, in the past. especially when you get little kids. Yeah, you're like, oh, seriously. Yeah. And yeah, and but just going, oh, Lord, just pray your blessing upon her. That's hard to do. But that's just an yeah. example of developing that love. Mm. And so, yeah, I think those little strategies are yeah. very, very helpful. Yeah. A, I was reading a book once called, um, I've forgotten the name now, Something Along the Wind. It's written by K.P. Yohanan. He, he started Gospel for Asia. And that was his challenge he gave to all his like, workers. Was, mm. well, are you praying for your enemies? Mm. Like, are you? Mm. And it's like, oh, that's a great question. So mm. he, he said, if you find someone consuming your thoughts, turn those thoughts into prayer. Mm. Yeah, it's very, it's a great challenge to develop. Yeah, that love, for mm. example. I guess that forbearance as well, mm. joy. Yeah, mm. all that. So yeah, mm. I think strategies are very yeah. helpful. Yeah, and I think it's about okay. trying to find that balance, right? You kind of want the, you know, faith without deeds is dead, right? Mm. But also we are saved by grace, yeah, grace. and not by yeah. acts. And I think that that like it's the it's the yes. It's like which yeah. is it? Yes, like it's both. Yeah. It's, um, and it should, but it should be like what we said earlier about if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Yeah. And so it should be driven out of a sense of love for Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. That that's as long as that's the core. Mm. Yeah. Love for Jesus, love for His commandments, mm. then that will naturally lead to yeah. obedience. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I suppose it's interesting, like just to stretch the analogy to mm. the nth degree. Um, if you're a farmer and you've got some fruit, um, you are actually going to be looking to the fruit to diagnose like what the plant needs, mm. right? I mean, you also look to the leaves and the you yeah, know yeah. buds, but ultimately, like the fruit is actually like part of the diagnosis mm. of oh, okay, like this is bitter, like it needs more this, or the fruit are too small, it needs more this, or whatever it is. Um, and I think that like it's it's kind of this back and forth, uh, almost mm. a feedback loop, right? Where we um, being filled by the Spirit and following Jesus are going to be bearing good fruit, but then when we examine that fruit that we're bearing, being like oh actually like i'm not bearing a lot of you know mm -hmm. peace yep. or a bit of a lot of forbearance in my life right now what can i continue to do actively mm -hmm. to become more like jesus um and it's sort of yeah i, I don't know i think a feedback loop is like a helpful mm. idea mm. in that um because i think that ultimately there is this interesting idea that we see again like we, we bring up dualism so much but mm. we see spirituality as something which is beyond not just our sort of fleshly earthly mm. selves but even separate from like our character a mm. little bit like there's this idea that there's our fleshly selves and then there's mm. our spiritual selves yes. um but one of my mentors like uh said something once which was great about how um that fruit of the spirit like if you are a grumpy person <laughs> or if you um have a real temper um that's not a character problem that's actually a spiritual problem mm, yeah. um and i think Very that true. that's like a fascinating thing of our character is a mirror of 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 our, of our spirituality yeah <clears throat> well it's um you reminded me of an article that from a person his name's paul campy he was the consultant to the school i think he still is when I was there and he wrote this article about how to be a discerning um, like board hmm. and he said oftentimes like Christians will leave God out the boardroom hmm. like it's just sort of yeah they yeah. do the obligatory devotion and prayer and that's it sure 
It's like, and now let's get down to the real business. We, yeah, it's sort yeah. of seen as like that's just ticking. It's almost just like ticking a box. Mm. Yeah, which is interesting. It's almost like in some ways ancient form of like animism. It's like, well, we've appeased the god. Now we can get mm. <laughs> what we yeah. what we want. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he challenges that, like actually be to be a Christian board, to be a spiritual board, mm. actually will require a complete reshift of how like meetings are conducted mm. and opening up time for reflection and prayer and that discernment rather than just mm. here's agenda item 2.0 and yeah. just moving through the list hardly or totally. making decisions just without, well, we prayed about it at the beginning of a meeting so let's make a decision he's like no actually like, yeah. yeah did you listen yeah and <laughs> you so did a lot of speaking to god <laughs> yeah not not listening so yeah well, i think that boardroom is a microcosm of like people's lives I right so, there's yeah. spaces that we go into where we definitely leave our cross at the door <laughs> <laughs> as we enter mm. um yeah i i think that's just a really helpful challenge for us yeah. and i think that um yeah, I mean, I think the other thing with that is the idea of as we continue to grow, um, that idea is like, it's actually really attractive. Mm. <laughs> like, I love this idea that when we are filled with the Spirit, when we are genuinely following Christ, we're actually just going to be really attractive people. Mm. Like, people are going to see that fruit and, like, want want to be yeah. like that, want to mm. taste that, want to, like, see that difference and be like it. Um, and that was the whole point of Torah. Sure. Was that, hey, the nation's going to look and see like, oh, yeah. wow. Like, there's something different about you guys. Yeah. This way of life is something that we want to get in on. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I can't remember which sermon it was now, but I talked about when Solomon started ruling in 1 Kings. It describes his rule as everyone being under his own fig and vine. Yeah. And like that's Edomic imagery it's the idea like this is like solomon's reign begins mm. like what eden should have been like mm. it's a little snapshot mm. the first fruit of what yeah, yeah what yeah, god's yeah. intention was for israel that yeah. all falls pear shape yeah yeah but, yeah yeah but like and i think too like for me growing up heaven was just this weird yeah. concept we, we sung this song in sunday school like somewhere in like somewhere in outer space god's got a place you know the countdown's getting close every day. Mm. Uh, that was my idea is like, it was this otherworldly, which it is, but like, it was just so out there. Like that was the idea was mm. just, you go to heaven to be with God forever. You're like, okay. Mm. And for me, I just couldn't connect with that. Always mm. really struggled with that. And so mm. when I actually learned that, oh, actually the whole point of this Jesus thing is, that he comes back and we live on this restored earth mm. it made a lot more sense for me i was like oh that makes a lot totally. more sense and then suddenly yeah. the bible all started clicking together yeah yeah and that and so little snapshots in the old testament like that like oh that's kind of what yeah it will be like like yeah. striving for this is like oh I actually live in a world where like yeah you'll be able to eat from mm. the tree of life and that's mm. yeah i referenced an author eric gilchrist it's a really good little article I found just saying for us, the tree of life isn't, we're not worried about food, but mm. other problems like mortgage, study, mm. yeah. et cetera. And he's like, well, the tree of life answers that. Like mm. the scarcity of our life is answered mm. for the tree of life. Yeah, well. And so it's like, yeah, and that, that's for me is what I can cling on to. I can picture that. I was like, yeah, I know I can look out the window here because we're up in the auditorium mm. and see the trees. I'm like, wow, that's really beautiful. But 
when the world is restored. Mm. It's going to be like that, but even better. Mm. So I can I can picture onto that and hold on that rather than just sort of some living in the clouds, mm. stroking harps, <laughs> as the common depictions of yeah. heaven is. Like yeah, that yeah. for me, doesn't. Yeah, can't imagine that. But. Yeah, well, I, th- I think like when we have that image of complete detachment between heaven mm. and earth, it makes earth and our life almost just feel like a waiting room for the real thing. It does, which yeah. then like is very. Um, What's the word? I mean, like disempowering and essentially yeah. makes us, you know, view our lives with very little value or yes. purpose. Yeah. Um, where ultimately when you're like, no, like this is this is the real mm. deal. This is the game. You know, this yeah. is what we're in and preparing it for the return. Mm. Um, I think that really does change yeah. not just our theology, but the way we actually live our lives. Oh, it does. And gives it, I think you hit that nail on the head there. Well, it becomes, if you just view that, oh, well, we'll just get whisked away to heaven. Then yeah. It becomes like pointless yeah. everything's just God's removed that's how yeah. it's sadly it's how a lot of Christians live it's just yeah. oh well like God doesn't care about the food I eat or the sports I play yeah. or gardening that I do mm. it's just irrelevant to him I was like no actually he's yeah. intimately connected with that yeah um, I remember being at a course one day He's a lecturer from, is it Bose? Bose is connected with Morling now, isn't it? Yeah. Voss, Voss, I think Bose. so. I'm saying, yeah. yeah it's anyway. However you want to splice yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and he won a lecture saying he asked his students how to describe God. And one student got up and said, muddy and wormy. And he's mm. like, what? And mm. like, what do you mean by that? He goes, oh, I'm a gardener. Mm. And every time I put my hands in the garden, I feel the dirt and I feel the worms. And that just reminds me of God. Mm. I was like, that. wow, that's a really cool way to like, for him, that's how he connected with God was actually gardening. It was like... Mm getting his hands dirty and feeling the worms and feeling mm. the dirt and he goes oh that that's god to me like I like that being like that gardener that's this kind of that image when he's forming adam yeah totally. getting in the dirt mm. Mm. yeah um you have kind of gone uh into old testament a little bit and you mm. did kind of bring up uh, uh you have a passage from isaiah 32 Dude, yes. uh which you know i don't want to say plagiarizing but maybe paul was inspired by <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. with his sort of fruit of the spirit mm. i might quickly read yeah, it and yeah. then i'd love you to kind of uh yeah reflect and mm. unpack on it a bit and what it means in context to yeah your sermon so um starting from verse 10 in little more than a year you will feel secure uh oh sorry you who, let me start again in little more than a year you who feel secure will tremble the grape harvest will fail and the harvest of fruit will not come. Tremble, you complacent women. Shudder, you daughters who feel secure. Strip off your fine clothes and wrap yourselves in rags. Beat your breasts for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vines, and for the land of my people, a land overgrown with thorns and briars. Yes, mourn for all houses of merriment and for this city of revelry. The fortress will be abandoned, the noisy city deserted. Citadel and watchtower will become a wasteland forever. The delight of donkeys, a pasture for flocks, till the spirit is poured on us from on high and the desert becomes a fertile field. And the fertile field seems like a forest. The Lord's justice will dwell in the desert. His righteousness live in the fertile field. The fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. Though hail flattens the forest and the city is leveled completely, how blessed you will be, sowing your seed by every stream and letting your cattle and donkeys range free. 
Mm. Um, yeah, so a lot of really earthy <laughs> sort yeah. of garden imagery mm. in there. Yeah. Uh, there's a few things that stu- stood out for me. But yeah, mm. what what uh, sort of stood out for you in that passage? Um, for me, it's the shifting in, like, say, the prophecy starts off with, yeah, like you said, the, the com- like, you know, the complacency that people have. They have mm. this earthly security, which mm. they feel, yeah, you know, it's going to be there, you know, with their harvest and yada, yada, yada. But it's going to go and remove that in a little more than a year, you know. It's going to be this failure. Mm. But when the spirit comes, mm. that's when you're going to see true peace. Mm. And so what, what we desire for, you know, having a full harvest, full food, mm. God's going to provide that. And that's what I love at the end, though the hail flattens the forest and the city's level completely. Yeah, you're going to be blessed. Like mm. it's, but the outcome of that is like the, yeah, let me just find it, till the spirit. Yeah, when the Lord's justice is dwelling in the desert and his righteousness in the fertile field, that's the core part. The security that, West, that people are striving for, mm. that's not what's going to change this world. It's actually the Lord's justice in the desert and mm. his righteousness because mm. the fruit of that will be peace and quietness and confidence forever mm. and then when that happens then you get what you're after mm. and so similar to what I was just saying from that Eric Gilchrist quote about the tree of life the, the tree of life that's a, I guess the end result of salvation but ultimately mm. it's the, what Jesus does and that's just a consequence of that where mm. I guess in many ways all of us are seeking to reverse gen- the Genesis 3 curse mm. Every time, well, for us pasty, chalky guys, yeah. we have to put sunscreen on. Yeah. That's just us trying to reverse the curse. Yeah. Like we're trying to stop the sun beating on us and mm. causing damage. Mm. And yeah, so the sun not shining forever and, you know, that, the, there being no thorn and thistle, mm. that's, that's an outcome of salvation. But ultimately, it's about God's righteousness mm. being poured on this earth. And for me, that's what I see is that's the game changer in this is that. Mm. Yeah, when when God's rule and reign is fully over this world, mm. then we can enjoy what life is meant to be. But that has to happen first. You can't sort of enjoy the goodness of this earth without God mm. at the center. And mm. It's like, um, yeah, going back to that marriage analogy. Yeah, um, I guess a healthy marriage. You, you, yeah, you need God at the center of that to make yeah. it fully there. And that's why Paul uses the whole analogy for sex like Christ in the church mm. like he kind of jumps between he goes yeah he goes talking about marriage but really I'm talking about Christ in the church and that's mm. sort of the idea is that well we're like one with God and your marriage will be better when you're closer mm. with God your mm. relationship with your friends will be better mm. when you've got a better relationship with Jesus yeah I love it Yeah, and I love that uh, in that passage as well that, that idea that word peace mm. um, probably a word that a lot of people already know in Hebrew but that idea mm. of shalom which yes. peace is a, is, is a great sort of representation of that word but there mm. is that wholeness and completeness mm. which kind of ties back into that original idea mm. that this fruit which is coming is not you know just just these great character attributes but this completeness and wholeness and being fully human mm. which i think is beautiful well as we kind of wrap up our uh, tending the garden series we've got a uh, a little kind of special break this yes. week before we start our christmas mm. series we've got a bit of a guest coming yeah for this Sunday. so we have um jordan scott from open doors awesome so she is gonna bring a message about the persecuted church and just I think to share some powerful stories of people who've gone through a lot for yeah. their faith in Jesus. Yeah. And so it kind of 
ties in well, I guess, with ultimately what we're doing is about growth and yeah. a good little like snippet for next year. Our theme word for next year is steadfast. All right. So, you know, Love we can it. maybe not have to be ex- as extremely steadfast as the persecuted church, but yeah. I think a real for us here in the West to kind of feel, oh, we're being persecuted. It's like, oh, actually, yeah, we're not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> compared yeah. to what yeah. our brothers and sisters around the world are going yeah. through. So that should be really encouraging, yeah, encouraging yeah. powerful time of hearing how God's moving amongst the persecuted. Love it. Awesome. Mm. Well, Mitch, as always, thanks for mm. the chat. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing everyone on Sunday. Catch yes. you then. Let's see you guys. See ya. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Center Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.